I this think is, so. This is Cubby Bob talking about cheese at Snaps. They're good. Like, what is, what is the context here? Do you like them? Do you like them? Yes, I do. They're very good. Oh, we were just talking about them because they're advertised on the back of our normal cheese its I see. We were just talking about them because they were advertised on the back of our normal cheese its Got it. Yeah. Yep, you heard it here. We're all about snapped in this household. <laughs> and you hear you yeah. and you heard it here, guys. DNR is officially endorsing Cheese It Snapped. Because Cheese It's snapped. Two, one, Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Straight out of the Scarlet Halls and into Spooky Void World, I'm Slide Whistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. Face your fears, champions, because it's here! Nazot's got his tentacles around my booty. Dad is Ooh. finally back from the store. He went to go pick up smokes 4.5 millennia ago, and he's finally back. <laughs> oh, I missed them. Um, holy shit, there's so much to talk about. Where do we legitimately start at? Do we even talk about what we did in WoW? Because what we did in WoW is just what we're going to talk about later, right? I think? Yeah, because what I did in WoW, what I did in WoW this week was consumed with all this new 8.3 content, and I just feel like it's almost a little overwhelming how much content they give you right off the bat and how much you have to do to even feel like you are in a good place before this raid comes out. Like, I I don't know how Slide's been doing it. Like, I've only done it on my main on Immune, and I've it's taken, like, the last two nights to just get up to the point where it's, where you get the quest for Magni that's like, go kill Nazoth in Nihilotha. Well, <laughs> I kind of... Uh, Tuesday when the patch came out, I was at work and I was like, should I leave early? But like on patch days, it always takes a while, so I shouldn't. And then I was reading comments. Everyone's like, well, these patches always come out like earlier than 6 p.m. Like they always say. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave early. (laughs) So I left work. (laughs) (laughs) I left work like two hours early. It's like a 45 minute to an hour train ride home. And I got home and I was like, surely it's ready. But it wasn't. So I played a game of Hearthstone Battlegrounds, and then after that fucking game, the servers went out. So I'm kind of the fucking messiah of good luck and timing right now. Wow, I'm like the opposite though, because when the it just happened to be that like the one day I don't go to the field very often, but the one day that this patch came out, I had to do, go do field work, and I was gone for until late. And then when I got back, I was tired, so I didn't even get to play a lot during that night, and I felt like I was gonna die because I was so tired. But I felt like I had to power through. I had to work until 9.30 p.m. and then edit videos till midnight. So oh, I didn't fuck. get a chance to play. This is being recorded on the Wednesday after the patch came out. I didn't get to play till like two hours ago. So I was just slamming through the introductory content to try and get enough to talk about today. But I feel like I have just enough yeah, and then also I've I've literally played enough both of you guys because not only did I get my mage through all the opening content, I also got my death knight through the content. 
and they're currently sitting at the exact same spot. Uh, both have finished their first perfect vision, so I am gonna hate myself later. I'm pretty sure we're doing that. <laughs> so, is it safe to say that the Death Knight has moved up substantially on the Honkometer? He has shot the fuck up the Honkometer. In fact, I'm actually considering opening the raid with Alan, my Death Knight. Ooh. <gasps> Gasp. But I want to keep the mage on parody because I love him in PvP and I love, I love, sometimes I can just turn off my brain and just play like a frost mage because I know how to play it so well now. Death Knight, I'm like, uh, I'm pressing two, I'm pressing five. I don't know if it's the right button to press yet. So yeah, I'm probably and, gonna and end up... melee, melee classes, you definitely need to be like, bah, 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 like bopping the keys a lot more. Yeah, because mage is definitely move. like, just, I don't even have to use one hand, bud. Just three fingers. <laughs> we started with the opening quest and did all of that. Me and me did all of the world quests that were available in Oldham and in uh, Vale of Eternal Blossoms. Yeah. I, okay, do you guys ever ever talking about an alpaca mount in this patch? Because I don't. Do you? No, I remember Dottie being announced, and I remember an alpaca... I thought I remember an alpaca mount being a thing, but I thought that's been a thing since 8.0. There's been no alpaca mount until apparently now. I I don't know if it was a secret that was put in, but everyone was saying, oh, don't forget to get your alpaca mount. And I was like, this seems like they're fucking trolling. And I checked it. There's a fucking video where you get a fucking alpaca that when it moves, it fucking it only moves by springing up and down like how the fucking uh, daddy daddy bitch does. Wait, so is this available to both Horde and Alliance, and how do you get it? Yes, it is, apparently. Uh, I thought it was just going to be Horde. You have to uh, find some, like, green bush on, like, the, the banks of, like, the river. On the, on the river banks of, of <laughs> Yeah, <Oldham>. man. You gotta <laughs> find some bush. <laughs> you gotta find that sweet sticky icky, and then you feed it to a llama. I, and I was reading, I think you have to feed it to a llama for seven days, kind of like the bee mount. And then you just fucking get an alpaca. Like, what? Huh? Huh? And also, I, I knew this was a thing, but it's a, it's like a an Anchorage uh, bug mount. You know how they look like, kind of like alien and bug, alien bug people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a quest to get that, which I knew about. But I didn't fucking know it was a 30-day quest. A full-ass 30 days. What? So it's just a bunch of daily grinds that you have to do in order to get, like, a certain amount of rep or something? No, like, so the first day you go find some eggs. You, like, you find the eggs that it hatches out of. And then uh, this is a very long list of, like, today you will watch it hatch. Today you will watch, today it's going to do something different. Today you do, the, like, I guess it's different every day or something. So Do we know how long these fun little activities will take? Like, will this be my day getting grubs for my little encourage i don't think so i it seemed like it was pretty quick like one of them is they're just like watch five other encourage hatch and i'm like what okay yeah i guess hmm. well i mean i guess i can add this to my rotation of things i should do every day then i should look into that there's so many things and i'm worried i can't do it all on two characters <sighs> yeah well i'll just say it's nice to have new content to do i guess Maybe we should just start at the beginning. Oh, 100%. <laughs> My god, thank you, Blizzard, finally. <laughs> yeah, so when we first logged in on patch day, one of the first things I saw, at least, you know, you go to meet up with and- King Anduin in Swarmwind, and then we are graced with this cinematic, which 
we all saw for the first time, right? I didn't know that this was coming. Yep. No, I, I didn't I, either. I didn't watch any videos beforehand. I got home and I went in blind. Oh, and I'm so glad I fucking did. I was sitting here screaming at my computer. Yeah, so basically during this cinematic, I don't know if we should preface this with spoiler warnings. I feel like this whole thing, this whole episode is going to be very obviously about 8.3 and everything that's been released so far. So I feel like we're safe. Yeah, and also, but also that said, this is all, at least what I'm going to talk about, is like the first two and a half hours. So like, I guess if you're listening to this at noon, catch us after work when you can do the content. Yeah, so we get this cinematic where you are meeting up with Anduin, Magni is there, and Magni basically is like, yo, I have a friend with me that I'm bringing that will help us deal with the prospects of where Nazoth is and what we need to do to defend against Nazoth and his armies. And then, out of like the shadows of the, the throne room, Rathion comes up with his hot new model. And this is the first time that we, a normal player, are seeing this model, correct? Yeah, and it was our first time definitely seeing it in, like, in-game cinematic quality, where it's, like, close-up. Baby. And, ooh, ooh, Rathion, how you've grown. When fucking, when Anduin fucking sees his ass and gets up, I was like, oh, shit. Shit's about to go down. Because Rathion is the entire reason that fucking Anduin's dad is dead. Like, literally, he's the mm-hmm. reason that Varian's been killed. Because of what he did in... Drain or no end of Pandaria when he yeah, when he yeah. <laughs> what what he did in a Christie Golden novel yeah back at the mop yeah back at the mop <laughs> back at the mop so fucking back at the mop yeah so that's, that's basically what Andrew, that's what, what Anwin <laughs> says he gets up off his chair and he says I have a fucking see you says fucking after the mop. <laughs> Gabagool. <laughs> and boy, did Anduin give Rathian some Gabagool. He, like, laid into him with, I did not see this coming. Our boy Andy just straight up punched him hard across the face. So that the- hard that he, like, scraped open his face because he healed it with, like, his black dragon magic. But if he just punched another guy, would he have just, like, cut open his mouth? I was like, yeah, damn, yeah. Anduin. I mean, I think maybe that might have just been his illusion breaking, but that was a hard-ass punch. And was that the first punch he's ever thrown? Because I've never seen him punch anybody before. Yeah, it's as is addressed later in the cinematic, it's against the character of Anduin. And I've, I don't know, like this is our first time really seeing him enraged like in this way out of anger and spite and wanting to actually hurt somebody just to hurt them. It's so weird because... I mean, I get that Rathion's back, and I get that he's here to help, but Magni, man, Magni is so fucking trusting of Rathion. Like, he's like, son, you have to. And I'm like, okay, but, like, uh, aren't you a little worried, Magni? Like, just a little itty-bitty bit worried? We kind of did uh... have two entire expansions because this character kind of wanted to goof around. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I would probably have a hard time trusting this man. That said, you did see how feathery his hair is, so maybe Magni's just playing off of that. He's like, champion, look how luxurious and smooth and oily his hair is. I miss having hair like that, champion. Or also Anduin. His, also, his chin is very pointy. He has a very, very pointy chin. Yeah, he's so... After, you know, we get a close-up on this pointy chin and see, like, his 
face wound from Anduin's punch it's, heal. It, it's interesting how long they hold on the chin. When I say it's three hours of content, gang, it's two hours of just <laughs> looking at that chin. Woo. What I like is Magni's like, well, to do this, I'm going to need back my fucking weapons I gave you a long time ago. And Anduin just like, all right, yeah, here. And Anduin and Magni go to the, the keep, and they're like, okay, so let's give Magni Fear Breaker. And they both fucking stand there, and they're like, come on, champion, go on, grab the fucking mace, give it to Magni. It's like, <laughs> yeah. move, th- move this a foot from the wall to his hand. Yeah, it's like you walk with them, and then they're just waiting, and I'm like, yeah, okay, take it, Magni. And then uh, I'm like, oh, they expect me to get this. I'm like, what am I, the fucking hope or something? <laughs> now and, and now and I do want to say this, and it might be a controversial opinion. Do you think because Anduin put it on a shelf, Magni didn't want to be embarrassed, being like, "Champion, I, I can't reach it. I can't reach oh, it on that shelf no. that he put it on. Please, just <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no one's looking. Please just get it down for me, Champion. This is so embarrassing. I mean, like it's, it's, probably I mean, like, it's, it, it's true though that shelf was." Above the head of Magni, and you know Anduin's a king. He doesn't ever feel the need to like lift heavy things if he doesn't want to. So I guess by default, it has to be us that does it, or like I feel like there are some other NPCs in the room. Can you imagine when like Deoxyribos did it? It's like champion, I can't reach it, and then Anduin's too kingly, and then Deoxy's like. I can't reach it either. I'm even shorter. <laughs> so you just, you just have all three of you have to sit there and wait for another player character to come up. It's a Draenei. He's tall. <laughs> oh man. Now, what do you guys think? So the, the, this weapon used to be Magni's go-to, right? What do you guys think of these weapons when they're on his hip? Like, did you guys take a, a good look at them? I did. I feel like they looked kind of out of place. Um, especially because of like, I don't know, Magni's, like, made of diamond now, so I feel like it particularly contrasts with his model. The big I mean, thing I noticed was, didn't Fearbreaker used to look cooler? I swear when Bane had it, it was a very ornate mace, and it looked a lot cooler. When I went to go grab it for them, this just looked like a Stormwind mace from, like, Classic. And I was like, is that always what Ben what it looks like? Yeah, looking at it in this art with Ben, it looks fucking sick. Definitely is not this large on Magni. But I will say, it makes Magni into a fucking powerhouse beast. Did you see this man fight? This man's insane on the battlefield. What has he been fucking waiting for this whole time? My, my waiting dude for us to leaps. get him Fearbreaker off that shelf. <laughs> Champion, it's been on that high, high shelf for decades now. I was just waiting for someone to come and loosely knock it on the floor for me. <laughs> like, he was making some sick-ass Michael Jordan dunks on people. He was definitely I was about like... to say, <laughs> this boy was heroic leaping four times larger than <laughs> the actual heroic leap range. Yeah, so after this cutscene, then we basically go on a trek around the world to, like, literally everywhere. If you are not a mage, or if you don't have, like, three Stormwind capes, it's kind of annoying about having to get around everywhere. Hey! Privilege! Uh, that port, our direct portal to Vale, is so fucking nice. Because on my death knight, it sucks. You have to fucking go to the fucking Jade Forest, or in Pawdon Village? Why did we move that fucking portal there? I don't know, but it pisses me off. The only time it's good is when you're trying to go to the Timeless Isles for time walking. I ain't doing that. I want to do that. So then, 
you head off with Magni to the Heart Forge, and all of a sudden that kicks into a whirlwind around the world trip of all of the spooky new areas. I believe they force you first to go to Old Doom, and you get your first taste of the new content, specifically the. Is there an official name for them? I was about to say I, invasions. Yeah. I believe it's still called just an assault, like the like the Horde Alliance ones that happen on Colteris and Zandalar. Mm, but it's That's a where... Nazoth-based assault. Although this one, at least today, I don't know if it'll flip back and forth. Today, the assault in Old Doom was just the mean cat people. <laughs> um, I have a proposition here. So Blizzard keeps naming things I'm going to say pretty terribly. What if re- what if we rename these assaults to Nazults? What do you Nazults? Okay, so I feel yes. like I am calling officially calling forth the do not relent DNR summit senate and we are going to have a formal vote to change the name of these Nazoth based assaults to Nazults. I I I and, and my axe and my fear breaker that I couldn't reach off the shelf. So we have these Nazults, and when I first got there, I made the classic fuck-up I always make, and that's not turning off war mode before engaging in brand new content. When I got to the fucking entrance of the Halls of Origination, it was a straight-up bloodbath. And it wasn't even like Alliance was getting stomped. It was just that like Alliance would land and fight the Horde. Horde would lane and fight the Alliance. And because everyone's logging in for the first time, because, you know, it just opened, people are just constantly streaming in and fighting. Like, it was a never-ending brawl with nobody winning because no one could do any fucking content. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I stood there, and I fired 45 ice lances at people f- flying by. And I was like, I got to turn it off. I'm not doing anything. I'm just wasting my time fighting Horde. Yeah, luckily I got word from you about this and I was, you know, able to remember to turn mine off before starting this because, yeah, mine's been off since the patch has started and, you know, we normally always have our war mode on, but, like, at this beginning part of the patch, I feel like it's important to just, like, get things done, especially for, like, the first time without having to worry about the horde ganking you, like, at every turn. I neglected to turn mine off, so I got to experience war mode the day after which was also a bit of a bloodbath. But luckily, I was Growlina, so I was able to just invisible past all of the mean orcs <laughs> who were causing trouble up front. I'm like, Magneto. He's like, champion, look what they've done to old doom. And I'm like, go, go, just, just get in, get in. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Also, speaking of invisibility, what do you think of the new invisibility animation that we have now? Uh, it must not be too wild because I didn't even notice it was different. Well, because before, we, when, when we press fade, it makes it so the screen's purple, like once you hit invisibility. But now mm-hmm. the screen doesn't go purple. So I was like, uh, am I invisible? Am I invisible? Uh, can they see me? What the fuck? What the fuck? But apparently, they re- either it's a bug or they removed like, the purple filter that you get when you are invisible. So I was like, huh? Why? I guess. I, I don't particularly miss it, but that's interesting <laughs> if they went and specifically changed that. But yeah, so we we land at the Nazults, and there's just, again, like, like Amun said earlier, it's so overwhelming in how much stuff is going on. 
there's like a giant statue stomping on people. There's Maggie in the fucking basement of the origination of the chamber in the halls of origination. The people are calling out so many coordinates in chat about where rares are and no add-ons work. So I'm like, I can't get to this fucking gray or I don't know where it's at. Yeah, so you arrive at this new place, as Slide said, and you're just thrown with like six daily quests and there are a bunch of rares everywhere that are not labeled that you don't know if they're for anything in particular. There are a bunch of like weird mini scenarios everywhere as well. If you click on them, then like you get like, like we did, like there were several times when we were doing something or we killed something and then it was like bonus objective complete and I was like wait I was doing a bonus objective no I was just about to say that I killed two random like spell slingers and then the panther man was like you've done it you've crippled their underground empire and I was like I I have and all of a sudden <laughs> my nasalt uh percentage went up by like forty percent I was like excuse me. <laughs> I like in I feel like Pandaria the the veil zones are fucking wacky like the quests there there was one that me and Immune could not figure out yesterday it was like a, a jade dragon that had like six eyeballs on it and you could like pull the eyeballs off but they just kept going on to it today I figured it out apparently you had to just pull them all off you grab the eyeball and just run away so you're just plucking eyeballs off a statue and then it was like complete I saw a man doing that because he was so busy eyeball plucking, he refused to help me fight faceless ones. I was like, come on, man. These guys are going to hit you, too. And I just kept saw him eyeball pulling. And I'm like, I guess you're doing something important. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of people just being like, okay, he's fighting. And while he's fighting, I'm going to take the quest. And I noticed it because I've done it today, too. <laughs> I've watched people Ooh. fight, and I was like, oh, you're fighting? I see you clearly are fighting to get that obelisk for your world quest. I'm going to grab that obelisk from you. Thank you. Stinky. Boop, boop. But I would say so far, I'm I'm really a huge fan of the Nazults because they feel, I kind of like that they're not telling you what you have to do. Like, I like that they're not saying, hey, pull the eyeballs off the statue. They're just like, okay, here's this thing. Fucking figure it out, bitch. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. I'll do my best. My only thing with that is that while they don't tell you that you need to do it, you don't even know that you're going to be getting anything in additional from doing it, and you don't know that it is, like, kind of a side quest, if you know what I mean. I can see that. I guess my thing is the the rewards you get. So, like, when you pluck the eyeballs off the statue, you only get, like, 16 to 20 coalescent, coalescent energy, I believe it's called. And so... If you just do, like, regular content, like, if you, like, do, like, the uh, the horrific visions, then you get, like, what, fucking, like, 3,000? So it's so minuscule doing, like, the eyeball plucking. But, like, I don't know how they put it on the map, you know? Yeah, that's I just true. like that a lot of the Nazults, maybe it was just me because I was going for less, like, secondary content. They felt massive. Like, it's a large area. It's not about, like, do four easily done quests and then you're done. It's like you actually have to spend time doing side quests, killing an army of the things to get your 100%. And maybe that'll become easier and more trivial as we power ourselves up. But right now in the early time, I'm like, I was sitting there winded after the two of them. Like, damn, that was a real effort. Yeah, and um, today when we were doing um, 
the veil one for the second time through and we were we were doing it and which is also a thing that I'm a little confused about because the second time you do it there's not like a percentage that you need to do so I don't know how often that is reset so I was curious too and I think I figured it out so there are major assaults I'm sorry there are major nizzles and there are secondary nizzles so there's there was a major nizzle I believe in Pandaria I think which means that the rewards are a lot larger and the bar takes a lot more the bar is harder to fill that actually might be old doom and then in the opposite zone there's a secondary nizzle now the major nizzle happens weekly so you can only do that once a week obviously the secondary nizzle happens every two to three days so that means that i think the next nizzle the next secondary nizzle is gonna be due on friday and it's gonna be the same one it was before but it's the rewards are so much smaller but it's like a weird reset like that. For Veil of Eternal Blossoms, do you, for the secondary Nizzle, are we thinking you just fight the Mogu? I'm trying to remember what we did. I've, I did it twice and I, I've done so much content I because, can't remember. Because just Wednesday, today that I did it, there was in Veil, you fought like the forces of Nizoth, and then in Old Doom, you fought the Catman. So, assumedly, because Rodan was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of Mogu, and they're real meanie Mobinis, assumedly that's who you're going to be fighting when Vale isn't purple. Also, in um, Vale today, I noticed there were some, like, Void Corrupted Hosen as well, which was kind of weird. That was weird. They're just, like, gross, like, poop Void Flingers. But, I, Aaron, I think you are correct. I believe secondary Nizalts are always going to be not Nizalth. They're just like the angered natives who are trying to defend their land from you. Because the Mogu are stinky, and so are the ooh. They're not cat people, or oh, they are, but like no. they have a different <laughs> yeah. name. They have a different uh, name they, than, like the regular ones. They're not Tolvir. Uh, they're so I have done very little of Cata and even less of that area. So it was like go visit the people, and I'm like who? And it's like we are name and we're committed to fighting the name and i'm like i don't know who any of you are yeah so so the tolvir are the ones who are on our side the tolvir live in ramakadamana and the enemies that we're fighting the bad cat folk from the movie cats they are called the amajelical cats the mystical there oh i'm sorry what there's no one as clever <laughs> as the Mysterious We We saw Cats uh, January 2nd, uh, all of us did in this podcast, and it was the worst experience of my life <laughs> with only a one-minute redeeming quality, and that was it. It was terrible. Don't see Cats. Yeah, don't. I, w- I was high for at least the first like fourth of it, and it didn't make it any better. It's was, it's not even like haha funny goof bad. It's just like you come out and you're like that was part of my life. I wanted to leave twenty minutes in, but I was like I can't. I gotta finish the movie, and I wish I didn't. <laughs> I wish I didn't finish the movie. <laughs> but anyway, back to the bad cat people. Yeah, they they're the ones who were. They think that they're charged with the defense of the Forge origination, so they're trying to make sure that only they can use it, and they want to re originate the world i'm pretty sure so they're like crazy bads you know Mm -hmm. 
So I have, I have another question about these major and minor results. So will we have to go through the whole? So like where I, I guess where does Nizal end and what is just the one-time questing we did with Magni? So will we not have to do any of those puzzles that we did in Uldum again? Yes. So the puzzles that you did in the Halls of Origination, I believe, are just a one-time thing. You don't have to go back and do the scenario again. It's the outdoor content that's like around like the the zone itself. So I guess we can talk about the scenario to cap off the old doom result and that involved us going with magni into the halls of origination and there were a few interesting puzzles that i struggled a little bit with not gonna lie was it the light ball one because i got that pretty quick but i've never felt like i really understood it i was like i'm just gonna keep clicking on these and then eventually magni was like you did it yeah, that that one. I mean, I didn't know what was happening, and I think maybe some of my like light streams overlapped, so they I didn't know which one I was clicking on, and I got confused. I don't know. Maybe it was just a me problem. I, I felt kind of bad because I already did the scenario on my death night before playing with Mune, so like we ran it together with him for his first time, and I'm like, this puzzle, okay, I figured this shit out, and, and I figured it out, but I got lucky because I got like a nice pattern. But then when he was doing it, I was like, I can't, I can't do it for him. I have to let him do it because he has to experience it. So I just stood there and stared at him as he asked me questions. And he'd be like, am I doing this right? And I wouldn't say anything because I wanted him to figure it out on his own. <laughs> and I, uh, and I, I was just tired after a long day in the field, too. So it probably didn't help. No, he was not happy that I wasn't helping him. I was just standing in the middle of the room just waiting for him to figure it out. But it, it, it was very vague. I mean, I, I don't understand the source of the laser beam still. They kind of spawn out of the balls themselves. And then I was like, oh my god, this floor is moving. Like, I'm going to fall through it. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, me too. I was like, wait, do I have to stay on them once they're moving? And then I, then I figured out, no, it's literally just, like, aesthetic. Which, like, it looked cool, but I thought it was part of the puzzle. Aaron, do you remember the part when you finished the puzzle, right? You, you finished all the energy beams. And the fucking big ass bird Catman runs out. Did you see him run out of the no, fucking hallway? No. Okay. Not only did he run out, when I finished it, I had so of the second laser beam, I had it like ninety percent complete, and I just happened to like click it in correctly. So when he ran out, he's like, "I'll find you," and then he ran like <laughs> a country mile past me, and I'm like, "Hey, bud." And then eventually he turned from orange to red, and he was like, there you are! I'm like, yep, I was here. <laughs> you ran right past me. He was so... When he first ran out, I was like, holy fuck, he's gonna fuck me up. He's, he was menacing looking, and then he was like, I found... Oh, and then like, I killed him like immediately with like a fucking big-ass bitch with spike. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Magni just jumped on his head and just Pow! decapitated him. Like, okay, bye, guy. Yeah, I can't get over what a fucking superhero Magni has become. It's honestly like day and night with like patch 8.2.5 and patch 8.3 with him. Yeah, and we'll get to it more towards the end of the podcast, I believe, but especially in that last cinematic. Cover your ears, Aaron. Spoilers. Oh, no. Well, I don't want to hear any spoilers. So growly, do a growly on the prowly now.
welcome to Patch Week, DN Army. Tons of new places to go and things to do. I'm here at one of those places, Old Doom, with my new pal, Easy Re. Ease, do you ever feel bad killing the cat guys? Do you mean the Amethet? Yeah, that's what I said. The Catmen. Why would I feel bad attacking them? I mean, they're like a bazillion years old, and we're just mowing them down. It kind of feels like we're driving them to extinction. Their whole thing is using the forge to kill everyone. I think it's okay to kill them. I don't know, Ease. It all seems a little murky to me. How about this? Let's team up, and you can kill them, and I'll just kind of break the pots. Sounds like a plan, I guess. Well, Ease and I are going to stop this invasion with the power of pottery punching. Back to you boys in the studio. <laughs> Growlina! <laughs> it actually wasn't that funny. I thought it was funny, even though I haven't heard it yet. It was very professional reporting, as always, though, by Growly. On the Prowly. So we talked about the old Doom scenario a little bit. What about the Fat Pandaria scenario with everybody's favorite sad e-boy, Raden? Oh, I thought you were <laughs> Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about Lorewalker Cho. No, I mean Raden who's like what meaning does life have anymore? And it's like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, it was an entire quest to be like, our leader, Rod Den, is sad. Talk to him. You click on him, and he's like, oh, MCR broke up. And then, like, you turn to the other jingly guy, and he's like, see, he's so sad. But, but like, MCR got back together. They're going on world tour, Rod Den. Well, that's what we tell him at the end, at the end of the quest chain. That's why he decides to work with us. Well, I I mean, what I mean, I I do like that they're uh, going on past lore because Raden has always been sad since before Mop or since during Mop. Because during Mop, he was like, all the Titans are dead and now I'm all alone. And Lishin was like, you will give me your power. And he's like, I'm sad, so I don't care. I was like, wait a minute, why is he still sad? Because the Titans came back. And he literally was like, all the Titans are now permanently imprisoned, keeping Sargeras, so I'm just sad again. And I'm like, dude, you gotta get a doctor. Get some Zoloft. You're so depressed right now. Get some cheese. it snapped. They'll probably make you feel better. <laughs> get Whoa, are those cheese its Yeah, but they're snapped. They're not ridges. <sighs> All What's of my Titan friends are snapped. <laughs> What's the point of even continuing if we only have snapped? Oh man, it was honestly heartbreaking. He's just a big dude, just head in hand, sad. And I love that the guy's like, "We've tried everything. We just can't do anything." Like imagine the, like the random balloons. They're like, "Raden, look, look at today. Like, it's a great day today. Nothing." Rodden, it's your birthday. You should be happy on your birthday. It's not my birthday. You think I would forget? Uh, <laughs> shit. Bring in the cake. Bring in the cake. But yeah, he's a sad boy. And I guess, Aaron, how, how far did you make it with him? So the last thing I saw of Rod, I was able to make it to 
the big quest that Rathion had. So the last thing I saw was he walked into the Heart Forge and he was like, "This is pretty cool," and then I, oh, he went away. I I love that that uh, it's not really a cutscene, but I guess the interaction. I was pissed though because when I did it on my on my first character, it was like. I will now take us to the heart of Forge. I'm like, you can do that. And he took us there. And he was like, this is the chamber. It must have been built by Arcade. And as he's saying that, my fucking dumbass clicked on the portal underneath me. So I teleported myself out into Silithus. And I'm like, no, he was talking. And I, t- I ported back in and they had reset to just standing there. So I had missed. like, Truthfully, you did not miss much. As I'm sure you know, he's like, this is Arcadius technology, and then that's it. Well, there's, yeah, there's one line after, but I, I was marking out, because I, for some reason, I don't know why, I love Arcadius. He's the one who you fight um, in, I think it's Oldamon, when you have the fucking Dissonant Organon, which takes forever to scroll through. I just love that when he spawned him, he's like, I am Arcadius. So, like, in my head, frequently, I would just hear him saying, Arcadius. So when I saw that he was going to say it, Raden, I was like, oh my god, he's going to say it. He's going to say it. He's going to say it. I teleported out, and I, I was sad. Slide whistle snapped. <laughs> but yeah, so he's in there, and he's weirdly hitting on Mother, right? He's, there's a lot of like Mother flirtations going on in there, I feel like. I mean, Mother is a bad bitch that don't give no fuck. She carries this team. Like he It's was not like, often that some random raid boss becomes like clutch. Also, think about that room right now. How many raid bosses are currently in that room right now? Well, you have who we've already mentioned, and who else is in there? So Rodan's in there. Mother's a raid boss, remember? We, we fought her in, 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 in Old Deer. Yeah, she's the first one, and she takes you down. No, no, she's I not. Don't... The second one? Third one? She's, yeah, she's the second one. After, after um... you go down the elevator, right? Yeah, yeah then, I don't think any of the Dragonflight are, right? Thinking about it, I don't think they are. But you have Raden, the last boss of uh, Throne of Thunder. And then you have Mother, we talked about. And then there's there's Kalik, And then there's the new Green Dragonflight Lady. And then Alstraza, who's, I guess, not a raid boss. But she has raid boss, like, fight in her. You have Ebonhorn. You have Magni, who we've seen leave it going like crazy. It's like... This room is fucking stacked yeah. with power. Yeah, it's it's if we if we could like gas this room, I feel like we'd take out a lot of uh, future raid bosses as well. <laughs> surely, surely the dragon flight's gonna get kooky one of these days, right? Might as well nip them in the bud. Oh, I mean, and then we cannot forget that Rathion is also in this room, who technically is a future raid boss. Oh, you're right. That's three raid bosses technically, and I mean, and we the... can't forget that. Um, Mark Puncher 48 is in there. That guy killed me in PvP. Fuck that guy. But also, <laughs> also though, Mark Puncher 48 has killed every raid boss there is. Okay, I feel like no one's giving credit to my girl, the Maiden of Vitality. Remember, she was impaled in an Azerite spike, and I was like, we got to save her! And you, you save her? She's like the big, the big, regular-looking, like, statue-looking girl. Oh, you're talking about less hot mother. Oh, she was come on. she was in there and is most famous for me turning around going, "Oh hey, you're in here too." Well, let me tell you, Aaron, this is some spoilers for what's gonna happen later, but she <laughs> fucking does some work. 
Gasp. So eventually what happens is as you unlock her horrific visions, which again, I'm going to go back to how much I hate their naming scheme. We have assaults. We have nuzzles. We have visions of Nazoth, which are a lesser visions. And then you have horrific visions, which are the main visions you do to upgrade your cape. It's like, why would you name them both visions? The patch is called Visions of Nazoth, and Visions of Nazoth are the lesser ones? What? I was about no to sense. say, n- name dropping an old god, I would think that would be the more intense experience. Yeah, it's very, it's very odd and very convoluted. Yes, before we get there, I have one thing we need to talk about. And I am asking you guys your opinion on the very spooky Nazoth screen whenever he's personally talking to us as champ, like his champions. And I don't know if these are just like for the people who kept the eye of Nazoth, but like when like he just takes up the whole screen with all of his eyes and then talks to you. I love those scenes. I love it too. Have we confirmed? Are those, do you have to have the hat? Do you have to have the eyeball? Yeah, apparently anybody gets to see those scenes. Oh no, I thought they were special just for us who, wait, so is there anything special for us who kept them? I I didn't want to tell you yet, but yeah, since you brought it up, everybody can see those scenes. I got really excited when he was like, you are my chosen disciple. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, finally, finally. But then I did it on Alan, and I also looked it up. And everyone's getting those right now. So I don't really know why Nizal is calling everybody his disciple when we're the ones wearing his fucking hat still. I'm actually mad right now. Why have I kept this on if I'm not getting anything special out of it? Well, we first of all, can, entitled can I drop? Can I drop something awful? What did you do? I, oh. I, I, I did nothing. But when I logged on today, the entirety of it, I didn't have the eyeball on my head. And I didn't even have the buff. I'm worried that I was no longer chosen. That because I was doing too much moving or something, Nazadi has lifted his boon from me after months of waiting. I will say, this is not going to lie. Slide can confirm this. One of the like first or second things I said as soon as 8.3 dropped. Because I guess there's a bug where it's not working. And I, I like turned to him and I was like, Slide, where, where's my eye? Where'd it go? What happened? He he was freaking the fuck out. And I'm not going to lie, I freaked out too. But I didn't notice my hat was gone until after he appeared. And he was like, champion, you are my devoted. And then I was like, oh my god, yes, dad. And then I was like, wait, my hat's gone. Did he take my hat from me? Was it only for me? No. Turns out, it's bugged. Um, If you are in a non-BFA zone currently, the hat will not show up. Blizzard has confirmed that it's a bug. So if you are one of the few, the elite, the Gifts of Nazoth followers, don't be alarmed. Your hat and your buff are still there. It's just for some reason not showing up for everybody. Oh, thank God. I was freaking out. I I called Cubbybub into the room and I was like, I fucked up. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I've ruined it. <laughs> that, that's basically how, how I felt, except... Slide happened to be right behind me and immediately confirmed that it was a bug. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, because I, I went to the same stage as you guys did. Fear, regret, self-infliction. But yeah, so it's just a bug. I honestly don't know what we get. But I mean, I, I've seen I've seen multiple devs confirm that there is a little something-something for us. It's, it's apparently kind of similar to the Sylvanas stuff. 
where you get unique dialogue. So I think it would just be like the same choices, but they'll be like, hey, listen, I know what side you're really playing for, bud. Let's hang in there, right? Huh? High five, high five. Like, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, and that's why I thought that that scene where, like, he covers the whole screen and is talking to you as his disciple, I thought that was it, but I guess not. I guess everyone's his disciple nowadays, even if they've taken the actions to fucking purge him from them. I think he's playing mind games, and he's trying to make the common player believe that that he's using them, and he's saving the special birthday bash for each of us individually. It's about to be like 13.0, and I'm like, I heard there was a rumor on the internet that our eyes would pay off. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, but Aaron, you might want to leave the room if you don't want to hear these spoilers for what we're going to drop on you. I feel like it would be bad etiquette of me to do so, and I've never cared about spoilers, so fire away. So you know how Rodan was a sad little e-boy at the beginning who just wanted to literally die. So so I, I feel like we should talk about the horrific visions themselves. He's right. All right. So um, I believe, Aaron, you made up to the point where you got your cape? No, I had a vision in which Rathion's like, oh, no. They're in the vision. Maybe they can handle it. And it's like, it's like, oh, they suck shit at not dying. Mother, get them out of there. And that's the last thing I did. Okay, let, let me think here. What was the last thing? Because we, we, I forgot. We didn't mention the cape at all until now. So I will say, like, maybe one or two quests immediately after where Aaron currently is, you end up going on the scenario that we talked about on a previous episode where you go to... What's the old raid? Blackwing Descent. Yeah, you go there and then you stop the, all of the experiments that are being done on all of Rathion's relatives and you take their corpses and burn them and take some scales and Rathion decides to make a cape out of it that he gives to you. Yeah, can we can we talk about how the legendary cape is literally his deceased dragonflight family? The the fucking, the fucking cape that you're wearing on your fucking back is made out of both Nefarian and Anixia's dead ass dragon scales. How hardcore is that shit? That's pretty heavy metal, not gonna lie. And it's gonna be amazing when some random tree man in Shadowlands gives me a better one. Well, I mean, hopefully I mean, to be fair, the current cape looks like a little dingleberry. Uh, it's one of those nasty half capes, and I don't know who decided to make it uh. a half cape. <laughs> no, I can pretty much confirm that, like, the model of it changes, at, like, as you upgrade it, it gets longer. Oh, it gets longer? Oh my god, thank god. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, like, it gets longer, it goes from, like, short cape to half cape to full cape to, like, cape with gold stripes and gets, like, more immaculate. Oh, thank God, because I'm playing a gnome, and I'm complaining about a short cape, so I'm like, oh, no. You know, yeah, like, me as, like, a tall drain eye, it's like, oh, this goes down to, like, almost as far as my hair goes. <laughs> but yeah, so, in you do some quests in Blackwing Descent, it's actually very short, it isn't that long, you get some lore there, that I'll, I'll spare Aaron, because it is pretty cool, but then you take this brand new sparkly cape back to the heart of the chamber of heart and our boy Raden goes from zero to hero 
just like that. So I I think before the cutscene that we're talking about, you are employed by Rathion to work with Mother to open up a gateway, basically inviting Nazoth's visions into the heart of the into the chamber of heart, so that you can start to do these horrific visions or whatever they're called. We should probably have a DNR name that's a little better to understand for this. I mean, so currently we have Bidges and Azoth, which are the little dinky boys. I think just calling them horrifics is fine. Okay, so anyways, you open this gateway and go into your first horrific vision, which was, for us, was a vision of Ogrimmar, which is Ogrimmar being taken over by Nazoth, and the first boss you face is Corrupted Thrall. Which, it was kind of cool to see. You have to fight your way up to the seat of where the war chief is. And then it's Thrall, who is corrupted by Nazoth, and you have to take him down. I was not a fan, though, of that mechanic where he'll jump up the cliff. And he'll say, wait for the elevator. And then you do. And then you just fall off the cliff again. You're like, damn it, I have to wait for the elevator again. I, I love hate Ogremar. <laughs> I love that during that, me and Amin both went, wait, he did it? He did it? And then we're like, oh, it's an elevator boss joke. God damn it. He didn't do it. We were like, how did he do that in time? During this whole podcast, he's been going above and beyond and catching up. That's why I'm (laughs) huffing and puffing because I'm epic gaming over here. (laughs) But but the intro lead in to like, so you talk to Raphion before you go into the visions and he makes it very dramatic. He's like, and Thrall has become uh, corrupted by the old gods. And now all the orcs and all the horde drink the blood of the old gods. And I'm like, what the fuck is with these fucking orcs in drinking the blood of anybody who comes their way? Yeah, it's like they all decide to drink the blood and become corrupted. And they're, they're the big bad. And then us, the Alliance, have to come and, like, fix things again. And, like, at that point, I turned to side. I was like, wait, so the Horde is really doing this again? And then he had to confirm to me that, like, it just happened to be that this time is, like, the Horde one. But in the future, there will be Alliance ones as well that we have to face. The gnomes are drinking the juices of the demons. They're just... Suckling them like a bunch of little gerbils. But these horrific visions are kind of scary. So my first time doing it, I did it on my death night alone. And I pulled maybe eight mobs and I got to 4% health and almost died. And apparently, if you die during one of these visions, you permanently lose out on a weekly lockout for getting your cape upgraded. So each day you can get one mm. to one to uh, four cape upgrades. And if you die during this, you just flat out don't get a cape upgrade. So don't die. Kill the boss. Don't do anything silly. As a YouTuber that Slidewatch earlier said, don't get fancy with this. Yeah, the, uh, the Method channel has a great guide to this. It's 30 minutes long. But the guy talking has such a soothe, slow voice that it's worth it. Yeah, so like we are obviously an award-winning ASMR podcast, but this guy was basically just in a 30-minute ASMR video about 8.3. But so me and Amin charged our way through a couple of uh, enemies there. And so basically, instead of having like an actual timer, like a plus timer, 
your timer is a small insanity bar in the middle. It kind of like, uh, I guess, Lich King. We didn't play that until whatever, but I saw it in a raid. Where your insanity bar will decrease as time goes on. And your first time through, it's fucking just draining itself. It's just going down and down and down and down. We were literally at like 40% before getting to the boss. And I was like, oh my god, are we going to fucking make this shit? And so we had to kill Thrall really quick. And he's doing crazy moves. He's jumping all around, doing all kinds of like void energy rings. And I'm like, this is, this is kind of sick. Because there are five levels to this. And we were on basically level zero. We're at the very base level of doing this. Yeah, so we defeated Thrall, like, we probably finished, like, the instance or whatever at, like, what, 20% sanity? Yeah, I would say so. And then you are pulled out by Mother, and then you see this half ring of the other, like, Thrall who you defeated, and then the other four um, horde, corrupted vision people that you'll have to face in future levels of this encounter. Fun fact, um, a lot of orcs are in there. So Thrall is the one you kill first. Uh, I saw Garona as when you had to fight, and then Gayara as well. And I'm like, that's three orcs. The other ones are Zakan, Zappy Boy, and the fifth one I don't remember. Has Zappy Boy really earned his sh- his shot here? Uh, yes. I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see what the Alliance version is. If it's like. Greg, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. We don't get one. Well, I mean, Zappy Boy mm. almost killed Gen, right? Hey, that's not... <laughs> we don't talk about that. Every great man slips every so often. Also, I think that was a different, a different Zappy Boy, which makes it worse. <laughs> oh, no. That, Wait, that wow, wow. Cinematic. why was he attributed to be Zappy Boy then? No, wait, what do you mean? He was... Well, why, oh, why, did, why did you all, call it, this it, guy it, Zappy Boy then? Yes, to peek behind the kimono, Rakan it may or may not be the guy from that cutscene. We just know that he is a troll with a red mohawk. Anduin murdered the guy who's that again. Anduin killed him in the cinematic. So he who attacks again does not survive. Even if it's Anduin who has to kill him. So keep that in mind, haters. Yeah. But, so, after the whole scenario where we go kill Thrall or whatever, back in the Chamber of Heart, Matthew's like, do you hear that? There are whispers. And I'm like, whispers? From who? It's coming from, Rathian fucking set up like a fucking weird, like, titanic gate that was already there. And this gate is tied to Nyalotha. By the way, it's Nyalotha, not Nyalotha. Fun fact, I didn't know that until now. Yeah, they said it like several times during these initial quests, and they're like, it's Nyalotha. And I'm like, ugh, this is like some literally like URL URL shit where like we were saying it wrong, but like they just had to say it a bunch of times so that we know it's wrong now. Ugh. Eh. But so back in the River of Heart, basically, Nazoth uses our gateway to his horrific, horrific visions. And starts to kind of unleash Nyalotha into Azeroth. And so there are faceless voids coming through. Uh, faceless Akiri. Akari? Akiri? Uh, I forgot said. Ne- needless to say, not a face was seen this day. Oh, zero faces. A lot of tentacles. A lot of obelisks, like usual. But so we're being attacked. And me and Mew were 
fucking dying. Like, they were doing so much damage to us. And I don't know if it is just a scenario that you are meant to die in, but Slide and I were not able to make it out of this. We died in this scenario, and it ended with a cutscene. I think we got lucky with timing. I think the scenario is supposed to be hard, because I died on my on my death night. And when me and you died dramatically at the same exact time, and as we hit zero health, a cutscene played. So it was way cooler than like how it was for me like, alone. So this is the cutscene that Slide and I alluded to earlier. And during this cutscene, basically what happens is the Chamber of Heart is taken over by Nazoth and his forces, and like Magni, like in his heroic way, like uses his newfound hammer to like knock several people out of the way. And not only the hammer, this bitch is like, champions, we have to huh, hammer throw, we have to axe throw. He literally then kicks a man through his chest, and that, and that, well, it's not really a man, goes flying. Like, he is just fighting off, like, 18 combatants while giving us commands. Wow. Like, <laughs> so, you, the champion, and Magni, and we, we realized that the, this whole room was fulfilled with all these really strong people, like, including the Maiden of Vitality. So, the fucking, so, literally, so, as... Uh, all these bad guys are invading the heart chamber, the chamber of heart, everyone's fighting. So you see, like, Mother punching a fucking basis void in the face. You see Raiden stomping on bitches. And the Maiden of Vitality fucking proves her worth. I saw this bitch fighting eight to ten enemies at a time, and she only used her stomp attack. She just kept, like, going, stomp, stomp, <laughs> stomp. I was like, this bitch is the fucking queen of stomps out here. Look at her go. She did so much work for us. Erin, when you do it, please watch the Maiden of Vitality. She must have been a soccer pro in her past life because she is punching <laughs> them. It's so great. And not going to lie, until I saw this cinematic, I forgot who she was. Oh, to be fair, she she's pretty new. But during all this chaos... All this chaos, I did not notice the dragon flight fighting. I didn't see Caligos. I didn't see Alexstrasza. I didn't see Meredith. They may have been fighting in their human forms, but not the dragon forms. They may have all been fighting in their chosen non-dragon forms. Because I was on the other side of the room and I was like fighting and trying to run away from all this void shit. And I, was, I happened to be right next to Ebonhorn. And he was in his Tauren form. So, like, first off, okay, so if all these bad bitches are here, why are they all in their non-dragon forms? I feel like if Alex Strasa just decides to turn into the red dragon flight right now, like, she could just, like, burn everyone up. Well, like, why, why, are, you, yeah, why are you playing? Yeah, there's very clearly a better form. <laughs> they only go the little ones to fit in the room. I guess maybe lore-wise, they're worried about, like, friendly fire. <laughs> maybe their fire might hurt everybody in a small room, but I'm like... Come on, guys, do something for us. But like I said, it's literally a room of raid bosses. Everyone's fighting for their life, and it's amazing. And the cinematic is so sad because Raden goes from being a sad, hopeless little boy who's afraid of everything to being like, no, there is hope. And he literally sacrifices himself. To defend the Chamber of Hearts. Raden a, is dead? A room he didn't know existed until today. 
Yeah. Oh, so no. So the way the cinematic ends is Rodan is like champion, get out of here, and he like motions you to like leave with Magni, and then he like runs up to like the portal where all of Nazoth's like minions are crawling out of, and then he like launches himself and like shoulder tackles the portal and like the obelisk that is spawning it so that it's destroyed and then it's like the world the day is saved but then he gets like drawn into nihilotha in the world of nazoth so you don't know where raden went and like he he effectively sacrifices himself to make sure that the chamber of heart is safe it's so sad and so heroic on a man who's been depressed for like 14 years <laughs> Yeah, he basically yeets himself into Nihilotha, and he's like, MCR rocks! <laughs> it's okay, champion. He's my immortal. <laughs> he can't be killed. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's honestly, it's long as fuck, but it's really well done, and I really appreciate it. Like, Aaron's not even there yet. Like, you have so much more to do before you even get to that spot. I was about to say, I'm super excited to continue playing. <laughs> I get to see uh, Raden kill himself while thinking about Gerard Way. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. can the confirm lead? it is Gerard Way. He, he, he kills himself thinking about Gerard Way's dulcet tones. And I guess this also... It added a little bit more lore, and it made me feel a little bit better about, like, how Raden found himself as, like, what, is he the first boss in Nihilotha? No, no, he's, like, boss number, like, six or seven. He's, he's I was about first. to ask, have we confirmed that he is, in fact, a raid boss? He is, in fact, a raid boss. He falls to corruption, probably due to his MCR depression emo phase. I don't know if it's a phase, baby. It's never it's a phase. It's not a phase, Mom. This is who I Get am. champion. <laughs> He's shooting dark magics out of his hands. Welcome to the Black Parade. Teenager scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> Stop that. Um, Something I've noticed, or something that I didn't realize, was the essences that I've been accumulating. I've been getting a lot of uh, maybe three to four essences that are brand new to me. And I'm like, ah, do I, is this good? Is this bad? But one of them, I think, is a good direction. It's literally like a bard Azerite trait. Uh, what it does is it increases the Azerite abilities of everybody around you in like a hundred yards, maybe smaller yards. So basically, you hit a button, and it buffs people in your immediate area so that their Heart of Azerite abilities will do 15% more damage or more healing, I think is what it is. So I'm like, are we getting a bard hmm. class soon? Now, what what'll worry me though is now raids and groups need to make sure that they have people who aren't buffing, because I can just imagine like, get ready, here comes the buff. Oh wait, no, everyone in my hundred yards also picked this one. <laughs> We're all we all love each other so much. Yeah, but along these same lines, I like something that I wasn't in. I guess I knew this subconsciously, but I forgot about it. I thought it was really cool, though, that only, like, what, two days of playing in, I've gotten, like, three new essences, like, essence types, and then also, like, additional stamina buff, and then eventually I'll get, like, my third minor essence, which I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna throw in there, but, like, that's a, that 
that like throws a whole nother wrench in these plans. I don't know what I'm going to do. Check your logs. Oh, wait. Holy Priest doesn't have any sim logs. Eh. It's also interesting that some of the essences feature like like corruption points, whether it's to suppress or I imagine there might be one to get like wet and wild to be like, ah, it adds corruption. So that's an interesting extra step to be like, oh, I'll slap that in my minor because I need it to like hold on the corruption points. Yeah, there's a lot of corruption on like regular gear. I don't think on, on essences, but there's just, like so much going on because uh, I'm a death knight. I got a piece of gear. There's at least one that acts to like lower corruption by 15% or something like that. I think the cape does that. I, I think. I think it's like 15 corruption it declines, I think. But like the gear. So like on my death knight, my shoes uh, corrupted forged, which is a mouthful. And it it made them do a lot more damage. But holy shit, it gave me like 40 corruption. I'm like, that's like two levels of like affixes I have to deal with. I'm like, do I use these? Do I cleanse them? Like, what do I do with these? Yeah, it's hard. And I don't know the best way to balance all of this yet it's still so new luckily all of my corrupted items are like they're not like corrupted forged or whatever and they all happen to be pieces for the slots that i already had a similar eye level for so they're not even an upgrade so i haven't had to worry about it yet apparently corrupted items so if you have two that are the same exact affix apparently they don't stack so if you have one that's like stand near somebody with this and then your pants also say stand near somebody with this you can cleanse the one that's the lowest affliction on you and then you still get the benefits of, of, of having the eye level so they don't stack and cleanse the one that's lowest which is a very weird thing that no one told me until like i got into guild chat but i think uh, we're getting a little close to end here so we're gonna move on to our top two medium moot bottom boot I mean, what do you have for your TTBBMM? Well, I think I might have a rare medium moot. <gasps> the coveted medium moot. And my medium moot this week is basically along the lines of liking the new content of the major and minor results, but I feel like in general, very quickly, I may grow tired of doing them day in and day out. I don't know. We'll see how repeatable they feel in the coming days and weeks and months. But I also just overall feel like while 8.3 is fresh now, it might feel a little tired later on. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like any daily quest couldn't get tedious, but... I'm yeah, like you said, I'm interested to see how fast that happens. Yeah, and not not to like rain on the parade or anything. I've thoroughly enjoyed all of these new things just for the new content, the new lore. It's been exciting over these last few days so far. So I'm excited to see where we go from there. Slide, what do you got for top two bottom boot or medium boot? I got a big fat bottom boot. Oh no. To be fair, the bottom boot is 100% on me and not anybody else. So, oh man, I am leveling my death knight. I want him to be probably my, my new number one. 
And I was like, well, what's a good transmog for this motherfucker? Like, what are some cool... I want the biggest sword possible. Because I was going to Blood Tank before I recruited a Monk Tank. And for those who don't know, Blood Tank has an ability which duplicates their item. And that item will spawn next to you and smack your enemies. So, I'm like, if I get the biggest sword in the possible, then I have two big-ass swords hitting my enemies. And that looks pretty cool. So, I went to the auction house. And I found the plundered Blade of Kings, which is a humongous sword that only drops from Jorndal Islands, which means nobody fucking has it, which means it costs 100k gold. And I was like, Ugh, is 100k worth for just a transmog? No, but I bought it anyway. <laughs> and I bought this fucking sword like an idiot the day before patch. You should never buy any fucking items the day before a patch drops. So I bought this plundered Blade of Kings, and I loved it. Beautiful, great transmog. It is It I, is beautiful. I just looked it up. It is very good. Yeah, he's so yeah, he, cool. Yeah, he showed it to me, and I was like, ooh, that is a badass sword. Not thinking anything about the fact that he bought it the night before patch. Then I, then I bought it. I was fine. Patch hit. I was fine. Then I was like, oh my god, I forgot that Islands added a new like loot box where you can spend 175 doubloons to get a salvage crate that is connected to one of the three islands that are up. So currently, you can buy the Jorndal Island a loot crate, or you can buy two other ones, I don't remember. So I splurged all of my doubloons to buy the Jorndal crate so I can get the fucking purple Storm Drake mount, which looks really cool. And my second crate in, I received oh, no. the fucking plundered blade of kings. And I was like, oh my god, right, salvage crates are a thing. I was like, immune, I fucked up. I spent so much money on this, I wasted my gold. He goes, well, just sell it. And I'm like, you're right, I'll sell it. I go to sell it, and the price has dropped significantly. Because apparently, oh, no. everybody else did what I did and spent their doubloons on the Jorndal crate to get the Storm Drake. And the Plundered Blade of Kings was selling for 20k on my auction house. I spent <laughs> I, I spent a needless 80k on nothing. Technically I spent 100k on nothing when I could have I, I would have had it already. I sold the blade luckily or not so luckily for 20k. So I got a fifth of my gold back, but I literally just threw 80k in the garbage and said, I don't want this anymore. Get out of here, gold. Leave. Rice-a-roni. That's my bottom boot. It's me being a dumbass and buying shit before the auction house rehaul. Oh, what about you, Aaron? What you got? Top two. I boot, have note. two top toots. One, uh, I, Cubbybub moved in, and it's very nice having my... Uh, dungeoning raid partner here. Uh, it's always a blessing. But more importantly, I got the new raid set mask, and I love my floppy entrails that are coming out of my long ass hood. Ooh. Have you have have you seen those yet? Tell me more. The raid helmet is just a hood with the eyes and well the entire face blacked out, and just like a coil of entrails flopping out the front. Ew. And it is actually, like, has physics where, like, when Growlina moves her head, just, like, 
the guts wiggle back and forth, and I'm like, yeah, wiggle, wiggle. And wiggle. I was, I was going so fast that I didn't like visit a transmogger. So everyone's like, champion, move out of the way, and you get like a close up of her with this stupid helmet on, and I'm like, yeah, I want more of that. Yeah. Luckily, the they offered you the chest, the shoulders, and the helmet. And then picking one, you got access to all three at T-Moggers. So I am that much closer to getting the full set. But that helmet looks so bad that it's so good. And that's my two top toots. Wow, we, we had all three of them. I think this might be the first time that we have one of each. One of the first times, if not. Or at least, rather. I don't remember. But I think with that, we're out of here. This is getting longer than we want it to be. So if you guys have any comments, questions, complaints, if you guys found any weird-ass things any point through that I didn't see, uh, just email us at do not pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not pod. What about you guys? We're going to find you on the internet. You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex, or you can follow our podcast Instagram account at do not relent. I have been better about updating it as of recent. I was about to say, it's very poppin' recently, which is deeply juxtaposed by my own online efforts. Uh, you can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy, and you can find our literary musings, when I remember, at livejournal.donotrelent.com. And with that, we're out of here. We'll see you guys next week. That was literally just the opening quest line we talked about. There's so much more to come. Holy fuck. We'll see you guys next week. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.